Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Gelada. And I'm Sefran. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the Stardew Valley multiplayer beta. Um, we talked originally about Stardew Valley itself way back in, did, did you say it was episode eight? Yeah, I just had a look on the website, it was episode eight, which is now quite a while ago. So retro. At the time, I don't know if we mentioned that it was going to get, be getting multiplayer. I don't know if it was on the scene or if it was just something that people said, oh, wouldn't it be nice if it has multiplayer? I feel like that's what it was. I feel like it was people wanted the multiplayer in it because they played through the game and went, oh, wow, this is really cool. It'd be more cool if I could share this with a friend or we could like divvy the jobs up of the day. So that I do, say, the farming and you go and do the mining or something. Yeah. And you played it at the LAN, the most recent LAN that we did. I didn't play it, Mm -hmm. but um, I I sort of watched and obviously I've played Stardew Valley. And I actually want to start with with a question to you because I was thinking about it before we recorded. And... The thing about Stardew Valley, in in similar to sort of things like Rune Factory and Harvest Moon and stuff like that, particularly Rune Factory I'm thinking of actually here, which is the sort of Harvest Moon with a dungeon um, and caves, which reminds me a lot of Stardew Valley. And Mm. with the multiplayer, you know, you've got more people working the farm, so to speak. And so the tendency, and I think this is how you played it at the LAN, is to sort of have people specialise in certain aspects of the of the farm, right? So you've got one person yeah. maybe doing the, the fishing and the gathering, one person watering the crops and someone in the down the mines or whatever. And yeah. one of the things for me about Stardew is that it has quite a lot of variety of things that you can do. And so do you think that the multiplayer takes away from that because you do then have this tendency to sort of put people in one role, which makes it a little bit more repetitive. It's The collaboration helps, but then the repetition, I would imagine, would maybe reduce the longevity a little bit. For sure. That's actually a really good point. And something I hadn't really considered up until you mentioned it, but that does make sense. So, for example, when we were doing the multiplayer at the LAN, uh, we did exactly that. So we did divvy up the jobs. So there was myself doing the main farming and watering in the morning. Um, we had Tony who was primarily doing fishing and other sort of gathering jobs. And then we had, uh, who was playing with us? I think it was Alex and Jamie were doing the the mining, yes. going down to the mines. And it worked really well. And we'd done very, we'd, we'd achieved a lot within the first calendar season sort of thing within the game. But yeah, you're right. Like, it loses a little bit of its variety, like you say. And I felt like if I was doing that for maybe an entire calendar year mm. within the game, I'd probably get pretty burnt out. Yeah, exactly. I sort of wonder, because I don't think Stardew Valley really lends itself very well to min-maxing. I think it's better if you, you know, if you do sort of take it a little bit more casually. And so I guess you can play the multiplayer more casually and then that would work. But the thing is, is you need some level of organisation, right? So that people aren't, you know, all doing the same things and you're not, you know, Mm. you are time limited. And so it's, it's an interesting one. I sort of, you know, the more I think about it, because I haven't played it, I think if I played the multiplayer, I'd be like, oh, it's great. I really enjoy it. But from an outside looking in, when I think about the concept of Stardew Valley as a multiplayer game, I'm like, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> like, I was never super excited about that as a possibility. And I always was a bit bemused as to why people were so sort of interested in it. 
Well, playing it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed liaising with everyone about like what we're going to do next, what the goal is, you know, where we're going to go. And it was also just fun to create a farm. That's sort of that Minecraft effect of like working together to kind of build like a nice home base sort of thing is really fun. But you are right, from an outsider looking into it without the actual enjoyment creativity to kind of tide you over, you're right. The actual act of the the bread and butter of the game, sort of the actual farming or the mining or the fishing of the game, that will become quite stale Mm. when you're doing it on your own. And the multiplayer is, it doesn't force you to do specialization, but I feel like you kind of have to because mm. if you have every person doing exactly the same job you're basically going to do each other's jobs before the others get to finish it if that makes sense yeah. so like because there's only so much you can do because in the multiplayer what they've done is although everyone has their own items so you all have your own like you know a pick or your own, your own watering can or whatever you'll share money you have like a pool of money that you share so there's only so much you can do in terms of, say, crops, for example, because you can only buy so many seeds, no matter how many people are working the farm. Because, sure, you can have all four players, say, you know, watering the, the farm in the morning, but you aren't getting more seeds or more money. You're just doing it quicker. Mm. But then if you're doing it quicker, then are you maybe, like, wasting the energy of one person who could be doing it themselves? And then it, it kind of comes down to that. Is it worth min-maxing? Because, like, from a efficiency point of view, it probably is. But from an enjoyment point of view, it really isn't. It's an interesting one. It's, it's a good point. I can see why the collaboration is what saves it. Like, like the it's almost like the, not the game itself, but the bit around it. Like, the communication and, the, and like mm. you say, the creativity of, of sort of building that farm together as a group makes you feel like, because... If you're doing one task, at least you're, you know, you feel like you're part of a of a larger role and you can sort of see what everyone else is doing and you're sort of, you get that reward feeling of like, I'm part of this kind of process that is making this farm super awesome compared to if you were playing it yeah. single player. That's why it does work, because I do think it does work as a multiplayer. It's just, it is quite different, I guess, to Minecraft in that sense, in that, you know, there's, you can easily chop and change in Minecraft if you're playing yes. it multiplayer, you know, even just the standard game. One of the other things that Stardew maybe has going against it in that sense compared to something like Minecraft, which is a good example, is the energy system it has because you only have so much energy to use throughout the day unless you kind of eat or rest or whatever. And so there's only so much of a certain task you can do. So, for example, when we were playing, once I've watered all the crops in the morning, I've basically got no energy left for the rest of the day. Whereas in Minecraft, once you do a certain job, like say, for example, you, you're doing a farm in Minecraft because there is farming in Minecraft. Let's say you get that done, you know, in the morning and it takes you an hour. Well, you're not limited to just that for the day. You can then go and say, right, I've done that. I'm going to go fishing or I'm going to go mining or I'm going to go exploring or something. Whereas in Stardew, you, you're kind of limited to what you can do because you use up your energy, especially early game. Late game is not so much of a problem because you have so much more energy and you have kind of more cost efficient ways of getting your energy back mm. throughout the day. But early game, it's just eating food is the primary way of getting energy back early game. But eating food is basically eating your profits and you want your profits to be able to roll back into your farm to make more profit. Yeah, it's interesting. I quite liked sort of changing tack completely, but just talking about the the multiplayer and the way that it's implemented. I was quite pleased to see that there's a proper LAN option, you know, where you can just enter mm. in an IP address in in true retro style. Felt like a LAN from ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Yeah, like playing Tower Defense on Warcraft Three. Uh, yeah, that was really awesome. Uh, it was very easy as well. 
one of the things I was concerned with is because I think is it Tony got it through was it good old games yeah, or was it Humble Bundle? It was GOG, yeah. Yeah. Whereas like I think the rest of us had it through Steam and we're like, oh, we we won't be able to use the Steam sort of friend invite service with her. Yeah. But it didn't matter because we just I think you can either do a friend code, like I can show a friend code sort of thing, and then she can just type that in and just join the game yeah, that way. Or yeah. you can just do exactly what you you just said, which is just type in my LAN IP address, yeah, and off you go, and she just connected straight up. It must be trickier for the developers to implement that because I imagine that Steam, mm. you know, if you if you're making multiplayer and you use and you use all of the Steam stuff and you're on Steam primarily then I think you get the benefit of, you know, all of the services and the way that it works. And I think everything is a lot more cohesive. So it must have been quite a lot of effort to be like, okay, well, we're going to have to implement our own kind of like friend code system and you're going to be able to connect directly with a LAN connection and it's going to work with Steam, you know, and everything else. And it's like, that's quite a lot of commitment, I think, from from the from the developers to to go for that rather than just latching onto one environment and be like oh we're just it's just going to work with steam because why not um i guess partly they've shot themselves in the foot by being on steam and gog and you know it's sort of it's quite a like indie game that is trying to be good in that sense in the sense that it's available everywhere and you know on gog it's it's drm free and stuff like that and this is the sort of curse is that then they have to spend longer implementing all of the network logic which probably definitely a double-edged sword unfortunately yeah absolutely but they've definitely got a good lot of goodwill from the community as a result of it and this is why the game still sells really well like it's still in a sort of like top selling list on steam for example even the game's been out like two years now but you've got to hand it to to the developer developer i think is still Mm. is isn't it like unless it's maybe slightly grown now because they've they've done that and they have worked hard to make that connectivity a non-issue for players and they've also done a really good job of making the game work with multiple people inside it because like the game is was originally so tailor-made to have that kind of one person experience whereas now even though you've got three other people running around in your world, it doesn't break the game in some ways, like like it could do. So the social events all seem to still work quite nicely. The relationship events all work. You don't pause the game when someone goes into a menu, which means that, you know, you're not having to kind of wait for someone to go in the menu and, like, sort out the tool inventory or something like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to be in bed at the same time for the game to progress to the next day. So they've they've implemented a lot of small but quite significant changes to the way the game is made. Yeah from both a back-end point of view, like the network, but also from a front-end point of view within within the gameplay itself to make multiplayer things. So it's not just a, a quick hack job. Mm. You know, they've they've really thought about it. And this is still in beta as well. You yeah, have to sort of say. like sign up for this yeah. to, through the Steam beta key or however you do it through the other clients. Yeah, it's the same with GOG. You have to like activate the beta channel and stuff like that. Yeah, which is is great. It, it shows that they're committed to doing a good job of it. And I, I'm, I really like that. I, I already like the game already, but now I've got even more of a reason to recommend the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's sort of our summary, isn't it, really? It's kind of like, it's surprisingly good, both in the sense that you might think initially that it wouldn't really work, but it kind of does. Um, And also it's still in beta, but it's actually pretty well polished um, and relatively sort of painless and straightforward to get going um, and and, and pretty stable. I don't, you didn't really have any issues as far as I'm aware, did you? No, 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 everything worked very seamlessly. We were, there was no technical difficulties whatsoever. Uh, We played for a good few hours and everything worked exactly as we, we expected it would work. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, that's our, our sort of thoughts on the Stardew Valley multiplayer beta. Um, go and check it out for yourself as well if you've got Stardew Valley, um, or maybe this is another reason another reason to go and pick it up. Um, you can also go and listen back to that episode eight. Tony joined us to talk about it. The main game itself. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. 
And uh, in the meantime, catch us again for another episode of Octal FM Soundbite very soon.